back with another episode of Shades of Blue uh, National Team Edition. This is Thad Bell from the Kansas City Soccer Journal. I am a little bit under the weather, so if you hear some coughing or sniffling in the background, I apologize in advance. With me, I have Hugh Williams. Hugh, how are you today? Better than you, it sounds like. I can guarantee that. All right, we are recording the morning after U.S. Women's National Team defeated Vietnam 3-0. to zero. Uh, First initial thoughts from when you watched the game last night, you? Well, being honest, that wasn't the best game in the world to watch. Um, Vietnam pretty well overmatched, tried to keep the game close. And U.S. won by three. Could have, should have won by six, probably. Yeah, a, a little cleaner finishing, and it would have at least been 5-0, 6-0. Um, Haran had at least two or three opportunities. I, Megan Rapino had one or two that could have been finished. Yeah, but, but that's always the case, though, right? When, when you do dominate a team, there's always the what-ifs in there. Um, four years ago, they did score 13 goals. And that was one of those games when everything did go in. Um, they should have scored more than they did, but still, three nils a comfortable victory for them. Um, whether it's enough, you know, Vladko will give the message to the team of, "Hey, we got to win. We scored three goals. Other teams have struggled a little bit." in the tournament as well uh but a three nil wins a three nil win so he'll convince them that it's a good win um that's that's his job to do that and and so build on the confidence from there but in, in reality i think that netherlands perhaps portugal might beat them by more than three goals um but right now vietnam are still in the tournament so they're battling they're fighting so it'll it's harder to beat them now than it will be in a couple of games, I'm sure. But yeah, that'll definitely have an effect on it because once they've lost another game, they know they'll be out and they'll probably play some players who may not have gotten time earlier just to have them have experience or something. Uh, I'll I'll, t- I'll take the other side of this th- this discussion a little bit. Vietnam has not been as easy team to beat. They uh they lost two one to Germany and that Germany's a we know is a good team. They lost uh. 2 nothing to somebody else and 4 nothing to uh, somebody else who those are kind of uh, they were good teams that beat Vietnam in that case it, you know it was friendly as getting ready for the world cup but Vietnam is not necessarily as easy a pushover as Thailand was back in 2019 they also did lose 9-0 to Spain in a closed door game as well right before the world cup um and but those close door games, you never you never sure what gets done. Are they working on certain things, you know right. that kind of deal. Um, but they were feisty yesterday. They, the, I guess, the most impressive part was that there was always a cover player there. There was one in, one cover, one in, one cover. So it was the second player that a lot of the times was making a lot of those challenges and tackles. <laughs> Well, excuse me, I'm catching your cold. Um, so yeah, they they were battling, they were they were fighting, but reality is not a great team. I think they struggled to build anything out of the back. They couldn't string more than two passes together. 
some of that credit the U.S. Uh, and their high press for sure. But even, you know, the goalkeeper taking the goal kick kicks, trying to go long, she couldn't come close to reaching the halfway line. So a team that was sorely overmatched, in my opinion. Oh, they don't get me wrong. When I'm saying they were overmatched or that they played well in some games, that doesn't mean they were equal to the U.S. in any way, shape, or form. I mean, quite honestly, the bench should have beat them by 3 nothing, much less the starting lineup. Uh, yeah, and, and you know what? You got to take the pressure of the of the situation, the pressure of playing in your first uh, World Cup game for many of those players. Um, so that's part of it. But those two teams play each other in a friendly game. And that that game six seven eight nil I think, yeah no doubt. Uh, speaking of players who got their first opportunities, you know, uh, that the lineup. I mean, I know there's fourteen out of twenty three. I think it was their first World Cup. Uh, Demello getting her only her second cap ever starting in the World Cup. Sophia Smith two goals and assists. Kind of a questionable on the one goal, but as as much as weirdness as I think that referee was doing and a lot of other stuff, I'm glad, kind of glad they they got that goal. But uh, just you know, what do you think about all the the debutants there? Yeah, um, I think the lineup was interesting, not what I had expected. I thought Sanchez was going to start, um, and I thought Alyssa Thompson was going to start up top. So Demello getting her first cap, she must have been impressive in practices so must have been impressive in their closed door uh match as well um rodman scored two goals against wales i think that's what gave her the nod um to come in against wales and score those two goals so that kind of pushed her over the edge for that starting position and then the other one not a debutant in any way but um Julie Ertz playing in center back role. And we had talked about that actually prior to the World Cup. I thought that's what Vladka was going to do. Obviously went with that veteran player there. Not important in this this game, but had to play there in, in a way to uh, preparation for future games. So this game was all about getting a win. This game was about getting as many goals as possible, but it was also about preparation for future games as well. Yeah, and getting those players used to each other and getting some of them used to just being in a World Cup, all of that kind of plays into that, right? Yeah, getting used to each other is is a good one because that was the first time for that lineup to start a game together. And there will be a need at some point for cohesion, there will be a need for players to be familiar with each other. And I think you saw that a couple of times, especially in the first half, where they weren't quite on, on the same page. The other thing I saw that they were doing too, that the U.S. were playing very narrow up top. Um, I think Rodman and Smith are both wingers who like to thrive in 1v1 high wide isolations right and but in this game and i think this is part of the preparation for future games vladko and his staff have seen something i'm going to guess that is gonna uh we, we will see it bring be brought up in future games 
the reason why Soph Smith in particular is playing underneath Alex quite a bit. First goal was an example of that. Uh, and also Rodman, all, all three forwards were within the 18 yards and you didn't see too many isolations out wide. Uh, is part of it that he knew he could get the outside backs up there, or the outside mids up in that uh, spot too? Yeah, absolutely. Fox in particular, right? He, Fox likes to go very high. Does cut in a lot though after she goes high. Um, and Crystal is also, well, she's a midfield player playing at the back. Right. So very comfortable playing as high as possible as well. So I, I do agree with you that it, it is an opportunity. But Horan was in that first half kind of fading a lot into high wide positions. So from her center midfield position, you'd see Horan go wide and Soph Smith cut inside. Yeah, and I know Sophia Smith has to be the the player of the match just because two goals and assists, but Horan did, to me, so much else in that game. Uh, I'm not always a fan of her just carrying the ball or, you know, she's not going to just beat somebody a, a lot of one-on-one, but just being there and making those smart passes and, you know, controlling the ball. I think she did an ex- excellent job of it last night. She should have you went know, against that team, but I thought she did. Yeah, uh, you're right. She should have, but she did. Um, I think her playing in France is definitely helping her. Um, she, You could see a little bit more of the composure to maintain the correct tempo at the game of the game. She was the one who dictated that tempo, when to go fast, when to slow down, put your foot on it. Um, if anything, I would have liked to have seen U.S. put their foot on the ball a little bit more further away from goal. Um, keep possession a little bit, 40 yards out, uh, to force Vietnam to push up a little bit to then create the space behind the final line. As it was, the U.S. were pushing hard, pressing hard. Uh, but what that allowed was it allowed Vietnam to kind of drop deeper. And and then there wasn't a lot of space for those one-on-ones. That's a good point. I think is, is that part of, again, the preparation for Netherlands and Portugal when those teams are going to be very smart? They're not going to be necessarily suckered out. So you you know you have to go in and try to break them apart when they're if they have a lead or when they're down, uh, you know, when they're just trying to hold on kind of thing. Sure. U.S. are at their best, though, I think, when there's when it is an open game. We've talked about that in the past as well. But they also, they're at their best during transition play. Because very fast, the, from defense to at- attack, players, they will think first pass forward. That, that will be a principle, a a theme for us when they win the ball they will look to make that first pass go forward when i coached the principle for us was first pass keeps possession for vladko it's first pass keeps possession and penetrates forward as well and when he's got the players that he has you know, Soph Smith getting high and wide rodman getting high and wide Alyssa thompson getting high and wide in those situations, they are going to be dangerous. And so look for them, I think, to be playing a lot more of the transition game against the Netherlands. Is there a, is there any chance that what Vlaco was doing yesterday was just 
not giving up too much to other teams. You know what I mean? I mean, is there any of that play into it? You think? No, I, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I I think that they they were definitely playing to win this game. Clearly, Captain Obvious right there. But at the same time, they they were preparing for future games as well. Um, but I, I I don't think they were holding anything back. No, well, I didn't really either, but, you know, I thought it would throw it out there for got to ask dumb questions once in a while. Uh, sub pattern, do you, you know, the players that came in uh, uh, late on uh, Hertha and O'Hara earlier on, uh, let's see, Alyssa Thompson, uh, Rose Lavelle and Megan Rapino. It's Rose- good to get those time. Yeah, it's important for her. She got a little bit longer time than I thought she was going to because of the injury. Obviously, under minute management going on for her, but she was an impact player. Uh, Pino was just okay, I think, not great when 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 she came in, and the outside backs were fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, they weren't tested in any way at all. But good to have as many players as they did getting that experience to get that first game under their belt. Yeah. For, for Rapino, I think, you know, she has so much experience and so much capability in there, even with not being able to play a ton of time, I think keeping her fresh and even if she wasn't at her best in a game where she didn't really need to be, that's pretty, probably just a good thing, but Lavelle getting that time, uh, you could see her doing thing Lavelle things and you could see her not being completely informed at times too. Yeah, it's going to take a, take a bit, right? But I, I think the combination of Rose Lavelle and Lindsay Horan can be, uh, will be an important factor on how far the U.S. will eventually go in this tournament. Yeah, when those two work together, they're, I mean, it's probably, you know, two of the best in the world to be in that spot, so. And almost combined for a great goal in that second half, too. Um, Rose making a late run into the box, Lindsay around finding her, and just maybe a half half a yard slow getting onto the end of that ball. Maybe couldn't get over the top of the head to keep it on target. Let's see. So, no injuries, at least that we know about. No, you know, no more than a knock or two, I guess. Uh, a result, you got the three points, and now they have more than 24 hours before from the end of that game to when Netherlands and Portugal plays, they get that little bit of extra rest. Does that come into play when they face Netherlands in a few days? Absolutely. It does. I was surprised to, to be honest. I, I woke up this morning looking for the Netherlands score, then found this 24 hours. I, I think that's a big factor Yeah, and not just 24 hours, the Netherlands, Portugal game, that's going to be a tough game. Uh, we talked prior to yesterday's game that that could well be a tie. That that will be a battle. They've played each other in the Euros, and it was a one-goal game. Um, so I do think that the rest factor will be a factor in the game. Yeah, I was very surprised that they have some of these group games spread out like they do. Um, it's just, I don't know, I don't quite get why they're doing it that way this time yeah i don't get it either i don't think they did i know they did not do that for the men uh for doing it this way does not make sense to me either 
I know the uh, with the dual countries, both having both of them have that first night that throws a little bit off with two different groups, but that it could have been very well equaled out so that you know the U.S. Vietnam game and the Netherlands Portugal game was only separated by six hours or something that made no sense to me. I I agree. Um, gotta gotta make it as equal as possible, right? Right. Having one team getting that extra rest does not make sense. Well, Vietnam gets the extra rest too. <laughs> They'll okay. need it. That was a little bit mean, I guess. Um, all right. So Netherlands is the next game up. I, I know we haven't seen the Netherlands Portugal result. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to be staying up until two thirty in the morning tonight to watch it, or if I'll just try to catch it first thing in the morning on a repeat. But uh, like you said, it might be a tie. Is there anything you expect out of that? A battle, a fight, uh, a roll your sleeves up, go to work type type of game. Um, I spoke to you again previously about the Portugal coach. He's very good coach, uh, Neto. And certainly Netherlands will be favored to win the game. Um, they have a very good mix of veteran players. They're missing their best player, um, per- perhaps the best nine in the world in Vivian Miedema. Um, So that will be a huge loss for them. But they do have uh, pace up top. They also have a 19-year-old player that has played anywhere up top, but also has played wing back for them as well. Um, so Netherlands have retooled. They will feel under respected, I guess, uh, in that they're number nine in the world right now. And I think they're better than that. Yeah. Um, I think they're anywhere between five and seven right now. It's always a hard thing to make those judgments, but they're uh, anybody in the top ten is pretty good at this point. I think a lot better than they used to be, right? right. And I think anybody from those top ten, they can beat each other now. It used to kind of only matter like the top three or four, but now it it really is kind of down through that top ten. Uh, I just looking at some of the pre the results though. England just got a one nothing over Haiti. Was that a was that a fun one for you? You know what? Uh, <laughs> I just got what you said there for a second. Uh, one nil, England. It's a funny deal for them. Um, they have the talent, they have the team, but they do have those injuries that's going to affect them as well. And Haiti's got a player though, very young, twenty year old player. Uh, Dubonnet that is very good and played great against the U.S. and really in at some points outplayed Becky Sauberin and and that I say that kind of with a raised eyebrows too because Becky is such an, an unbelievable defender and Melchi Dubonnet was unbelievable against her. Oh yeah, she was. I, I know I've seen her, and she's been really good. I, I actually haven't looked at the stats from that game, other than I saw possession was very heavily in England's favor, lots of shots, I believe. So they pretty well dominated, but they just couldn't put away more than one goal. Yeah, um, the game that 
I liked though was Spain, Costa Rica. Ended up 3-0. Uh, Spain dominated that game. St Spain were knocking the ball like you expect Spain to do. Um, we think that the U.S. could have and should have scored more, more goals. Uh, you can say exactly the same thing for Spain as well and playing against a much better side than Vietnam. Spain were very good in their game. I think a lot of people are picking them as uh, a favorite to go all the way, you know, to the final, if not winning it all. I think the, the matchup, though, right, is that if if it goes to form, that U.S. and Spain would match up in the semifinal, I think. Yeah, I didn't look at that part of it. That would prevent them from going to the final, hopefully. Uh, but they, I mean, they could be the one that knocks the U.S. out also. They definitely have the ability to do so. Is there a is there a game coming up in the next few days that you're going to be watching that's not the U.S.? Well, I'll try and catch as many as I can, but uh, U.S. is that's the next high profile game, and pro probably the most high profile game in the qualifying games. That's the two finalists from four years ago playing against each other. I don't think enough has been said about it. Um, Netherlands will definitely be looking for paybacks for sure. That's going to be. I don't. You know the the weird thing that is that what do U.S. want to see happen in the game against Portugal, Netherlands, Portugal. So does the U.S. want that to be a tie? Does the U.S. want the Netherlands to win that game outright, and then just just to qualify? You know, right? Uh, we're we're assuming that U.S. are going to qualify, no problem. But a tie keeps both of those teams in the tournament. Um, so. And I think that the U.S. versus Netherlands game, that will be another battle, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, the like you said, it's the rematch. But Netherlands isn't hasn't been performing as well over the last couple of years as well as the U.S. But again, I don't, you know, they're, they're a little bit on the downside from what they were in 2019. But they're still a darn good team, so. Exactly. And a decent team, not as good as what they used to be, but a decent team that will be highly motivated, right? No doubt. Uh, I think I most, a lot of that game will come down to that first 20 minutes. U.S. will have to weather that storm. And also that how will the Netherlands defense, how will they cope with the pace of U.S.? Because uh, the Netherlands defense, that's their weak part. And they can't just sit back and, and bunker. So, I mean, they have to come out, right? I don't think they will bunker either because they will – that that's not within their nature to do right. so. I think they will they will come to play and they'll take the game to U.S. as well. It was uh, – going back to the opening night, the, the first two games, New Zealand, Norway, and uh, Australia, Republic of Ireland, it was kind of fun. I was just sitting there watching both of them. I'm like, you know – recognizing players just by the way they run on the field. I wasn't even, I didn't even look at the lineups, but as a photographer, I often recognize players by the way they move. 
just because I don't, you know, they change their hair, they change their shoes, but I see how they run and I like will learn how they do things and maybe I need to focus on them versus something else. So it's just fun seeing uh, Katie Bowen out there, Katrina Gorey and Sinead Fairley in those games. Yeah, oh, bad dad. Oh, Kansas City connections. Yeah. It was like flashbacks to FC Casey days. It was uh they were going down the lineup of Ireland during the the opening national anthem, and I didn't even catch Sinead in there. But once she like broke out from the group and started running out to position, I'm like, I know her. Yeah, yeah, such a great story with Sinead now coming back and playing, and not just playing, she's playing in the World Cup. I know, believable. I have to admit, when they reported that she was you know, joining NWSL team. I was like, good story. I wish her well, but I wasn't expecting a lot. And then all of a sudden she's playing, she's starting. And then all of a sudden she's with, with Ireland and played uh, against the U S and in, in one of the warm up games, it's such a great story. And I, I wish her all the best. I, I, so much stuff that has happened and I wish her all the well, all the good. Absolutely. And you know, such a good player too. Smart player. Yep. Soccer IQ out of the roof. Really understands the game. Kind of, if you if you watch her play, her observation of what's going on around her, and then her ability to decode that information so quickly. Yep. It, the, the game looks at times a little too simple for her. I know. Just even watching that game is like she'd receive a ball that you know. 90% of other players would have lost and she controls it and moves it on to somebody else just so effortlessly. Uh, you know, if she was a little faster, a little bit stronger. She would be like in the competition for some of the best players in the world. Agreed. That's the physicality part of it. Um, she's, she does make it look simple, but she also does the simple things right. And if you can, as a player, do the simple things right, right consistently, you're going to be a good player. Yep. So anyway, all kudos to her and wish her all the luck possible. All right. Uh we're gonna run out of time soon. Uh Hugh, any last words, any Welsh pearls of wisdom as you sometimes like to say? Pearls of Welsh wisdom. Yeah, uh, no, just the last part, I guess we didn't talk a lot about US tactically trying to knock high balls in. I think they obviously saw that as a weakness for Vietnam. That didn't work for them. I, they need to get out of that pretty fast, I think. And, and that PK that Alex took? Weak. That whole run-up, though, there's a kind of a weird run-up. That ball could only go to the middle or to the goalkeeper's right. And if I'm sitting on my couch seeing that, I'm pretty sure – most anybody in the field has seen it. The whole angle of a run-up was all messed up. So they they need to tighten up those things, that's for sure. Is that just her being too confident, too cocky, you think? Like, I'll just make it. I don't have to try that hard. I, I, I don't want to put words into her mouth, you know. I, who knows about that? I doubt that that's the case in the World Cup. Obviously, she's confident. Obviously, she's... Uh, feeling that she's going to put it away, um, but too cocky. I, I, I don't know. But the run-up was. I, I got to be honest. I haven't noticed that before. Maybe she has the same style of run-up every single time. But I was sitting with my son watching it, and both of us saying, "Oh, this is going to go to the goalkeeper's right." 
both of us were saying the same thing. And and they went pretty much went down to the middle slash to the right side of the goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah. I know. I don't I didn't get that. I guess she thought it would be effortless. I guess. They, the little joke about the commercial there. Oh, All right. Geez, that, that flew way over my head. <laughs> uh yeah, I kind of tweeted out after that. It was like not so effortless after all, or something like that. <laughs> I expected a little evil. bit of hate tweets. You're mean and evil, Thad. Uh, I consider it snarky. How about that? Okay. All right. Yeah, I was some of that I was a little bit surprised at, but if she had made that again, it would have been four zero. It would have been a little bit better. All right. Any any last subjects we should have discussed before we go? I think that's it. All right. Uh, we will talk, I'm sure, after the next game, if we don't have a reason to talk before then. I mean, unless there's some breaking news or something. Sounds good. Unless you uh, unless you want to sit there and have a discussion every day after every set of games, but I don't think we I don't I can't watch every game at this point. It's two thirty the British Open is on tomorrow. You gotta watch some of that. Um no, no, I don't. <laughs> How did I know that was gonna be the response coming out of that? All right. Anyway, I appreciate the time, Hugh, and hopefully we will uh, talk about a win over the Netherlands the next time we get together. Sounds good. Looking forward to a good game. And we are out. <laughs> <laughs>